Well, hello there, and we welcome you uh, to our Great Hills Baptist Church, our live stream worship service. My name is Danny Forshee, and I'm uh, blessed and privileged to serve as the pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church. I'm also the president of the Danny Forshee Evangelistic Association. And again, just want to welcome you in to uh, worship with us today. I know these are very interesting times in which we live, very challenging times. Uh, and, you know, there's coming a day we'll get back to uh, a sense of normalcy. But until now, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to praise Him. We're going to preach His Word. We're going to encourage you as the body of Christ. So again, we just welcome you. We're so glad that you're, that you're joining us today. If you are watching us on uh, Facebook, do what I did a couple moments ago. Uh, just push the share button there, and that way you can let people know uh, that you are worshiping with us uh, here. So again, this is an exciting time. I know it's a challenging time. I've talked to many people. I've talked to many small business owners, and uh, I know there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of worry. A lot of healthcare professionals are concerned. And so I just want you to know that we come alongside you today to worship the Lord with you and, and to encourage you not to be overcome by fear or worry. I know these are challenging days, but we also know and we affirm unequivocally that our God is an awesome God. He is absolutely in control. He has not abandoned or abdicated his throne. And so we are worshiping the one true living God. And we're just thrilled that you've come in uh, to worship with us as well. A couple of housekeeping things I want to share with you. Very important. I want to make sure I get this right before we get right into the, the message of God's word. If you're listening today and you have a special need, a prayer request, uh, we would encourage you to text the word prayer to this number, 512-361-5353. And we have a pastor who is, or pastors who are waiting to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, you can type the word prayer, text it to 512-361-5353. And also that same number, as I'm preaching the word, as uh, you're listening, the Holy Spirit of God draws you into a relationship with Christ we encourage you to let us know that. You can type the word or text the word LIFE, L-I-F-E, to that same number, 512-361-5353. And again, we'll have a pastor waiting on you to hear uh, from you and so that we can encourage you and follow up with you in your relationship uh, with the Lord. Uh, a couple more things I want to share with you by way of housekeeping. Thank you, Great Hills Baptist Church. You're an awesome church. I love you. I love being your pastor. So many of you are just continuing to pray and to be faithful and, and to give. And, and we want to encourage you to continue to give your, your tithes and your offerings as we continue to operate as a church family, as a church body, meeting needs, sharing Christ, not only here in Austin, but literally all over the world. And so there's a couple of ways that you can give. Of course, there's the old fashioned way of writing a check, dropping it in the mail, uh, mailbox, or you can come to our campus and put it in the drop box, or uh, you can go to ghbc.org slash give. And that's the way we gave our tithe yesterday. Ashley and I did it that way. Or you can text um, Great Hills to 45777. And so those are a couple of ways that um, will make it a little bit easier for you uh, to, to give. Uh, one last thing, tomorrow from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, there's going to be a community-wide prayer service. And I'm one of the pastors that's going to be leading us in that prayer uh, from 12 to 1 o'clock. It's sponsored by our Austin Disaster Relief Network, ADRN. 
And so if you'll go on their website tomorrow at noon, you can join in with literally thousands of others as we pray. And that's the best thing we can do. We can do our physical distancing and uh, we can uh, be very safe. Even if we're out, we're going to the gas station, you know, to use a paper towel as you put pump your gas in, take all those precautionary measures. But the best thing that you and I can do as the people of God, and that is pray, pray to the Lord of heaven that he would send revival, that he would send a cure, that he would bring healing uh, to not only our nation, but to the nations uh, of this world. So I think the best thing that I can do for you today is to take you to the word of God and to share a message of hope and encouragement and just talk about the sovereignty of God, the providence of God, the omnipotence of God. And so uh, what we've been doing here at uh, Great Hills is we've been studying the book of Acts you say, are you going to study the book of Acts today? Absolutely. So if you have your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 26 through 40. And then just share a couple of words of encouragement with you uh, as the body of Christ, as the church. And again, if you're listening, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit of God draws you and convicts you of your sin. I would encourage you right now, right here, just say, God save me come into my life. And then let us know, type that word life into that number that we gave you. And so we can follow up with you. So I'm gonna go to the text. It's Acts chapter eight. I'll read verses 26 through 40. And then just take a few moments and share uh, this message that God has put on my heart to share with you today. And we're praying that God blesses you and encourages you. And also God challenges you during these days not to capitulate, not to give in to fear and anxiety and worry, but to put our faith in, ooh, I got a good, good scripture for you. Here it is. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So here we go, Acts chapter eight. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Verse 27 says, and Philip arose and he went. Just notice his alacrity, his eagerness, his willingness to obey God, right? This great evangelist, this deacon turned preacher, Philip, preaching a mighty revival in Samaria. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, Philip, it's time for you to leave. I want you to go to a desert. He said, man, that is a strange request. And, but that's exactly what Philip did. He arose and he went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all of her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. She was returning. He was returning back to Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So he went and he ran and he did it. I just love this about this man. The spirit of God impresses him to do something and it may be unusual, it may be unconventional, it may be out of the box. And the same thing may be happening to you and me during these very difficult trying times. The Holy Spirit may impress upon you and me to do something different, to color outside the lines, just be listening to the Spirit of God. And what people may think is crazy or like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? And I imagine that the devil was beating up on Philip going, Philip, what are you leaving a great revival? Who are you going to go witness to? The cacti? Are you going to go talk to the desert? Mm -mm. God had a plan and here he is. So Philip ran to him and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and he said, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I unless somebody guides me? 
And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. Now he's going to read Isaiah chapter 53, that great suffering servant passage of scripture. If there's one passage in the Old Testament that prophesies, that preaches Jesus Christ, it is this one. It's Isaiah 53. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. Who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? In verse 35, if you're following along with me in the Bible, we're in Acts chapter 8. The message is called real faith. And we need real faith in these turbulent, trying, difficult times. And so look what he does. Philip opens his mouth and beginning at this scripture, he preaches Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, here, now here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, you, if you believe with all of your heart, you may. And that is the key. That is the operative word. If we believe, if we have faith, if we trust in God, no matter what the extenuating external circumstances are. And I know these are turbulent times. I know these are times of of travail, really unprecedented times when you think about it. And I was just going through the the drive-through this morning through the pharmacy and got some medication. And and the pharmacist just said, what will tomorrow hold? And I said, ma'am, we gotta pray. And so she just, I just had an opportunity to minister to that lady right there this morning on my way here uh, to church. So Philip said, believe in the Lord and you can get baptized. And so he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Hallelujah. That's the answer. That's the answer. It's always been the answer. It is the answer and it will be the answer to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now, when they came out of the water, The spirit of the Lord caught Philip away (laughs) so that the eunuch saw him no more, but the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So this is our text today. Our message is entitled Real Faith. And a couple of weeks ago, we looked at this text and what we looked at was how Philip was such an obedient servant of God. Of course, he didn't understand the command. Why would I have to leave this great revival and go to a desert? Don't really understand, but God's asked me to do this, so I'm going to go and do it. And again, that may be you. God may be asking you to do something different or unconventional or what people may think is, uh, is not the norm. You're coloring outside the parameters, the lines. That's okay. You and I don't have to understand. We just have to obey God. We just have to say, God, lead me and I will be obedient and do what you tell me to do. And that's precisely what this man named Philip did. Second thing we looked at a couple weeks ago was this Ethiopian eunuch. He was a seeker. He was someone who was a man of authority. He worked for Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. That wasn't her name, by the way. That's a lot like the name Pharaoh or Caesar. It's an appellation. It's a title. We don't know what her name was, but this woman was large and in charge. She ran the country of Ethiopia. The king, by the way, they believed in Ethiopia that the king was deity and he should be worshiped. So while he was being worshiped, 
the mama was out doing the work and running the country. And this guy works for Candace the Queen of Ethiopia. And so we've looked at that, but here's what I want to focus on today. In the next few minutes that I have with you, ooh, I got a few more minutes than I realized, amen. So we're going to look at verses 35 through 40, the wonderful Savior. That's what I want to focus on. It's of all the things that I can focus on, of all the things that I can talk about, the Holy Spirit of God has led me to you in your living room to brag on Jesus, to draw you into a deep relationship with him, to just kind of say, Lord, there are some things I cannot control. In fact, Lord, most of the things are out of my control. I heard somebody say it like this, life, if it's 100%, 10% is what happens to us and 90% is how we respond to it. So today what we're going to do is just walk through this verses 35 through 40 and just look at the wonderful Savior and just brag on, accentuate, magnify Jesus Christ. Ooh, listen, listen, listen. As we do this, our, our problems and our worries and our economic concerns, all those things, they just kind of dissipate. They just, they just kind of fall by the wayside as we worship God. Now, I'm, I'm not being, oh, don't worry about, you know, whatever. No, 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 I'm talking about really worshiping God and focusing on him, knowing, ooh, listen to this. His eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me. If he, if he knows the lilies of the field and he numbers the hairs on our head, my land, I hadn't had a haircut and I don't know how long. My hair's just growing and grow. I didn't know I had that much hair on top of my white head. It just keeps growing. And, my wife says she's gonna get me a man bun. What do y'all think about that? Y'all think that's pretty cool, a man bun? I don't think that's very cool, a man bun. But yeah, God knows the hair on my head. Listen, if he knows all of that, and he's the omniscient God of the universe, will he not take care of us today? Will he not take care of our economy? Will he not take care of this coronavirus, this COVID-19, that this pandemic that's spreading all over the world? Listen, hadn't caught God by surprise. God's gonna take care of it. Okay, let's get back to the text here. Verse 35, I love this. It says, so Philip, he opens his mouth and begins to brag on Jesus. One of my favorite professors in seminary, Dr. Roy Fish, told our class, he said, if the people in the book of Acts, if they only lived good lives, there would be no book of Acts. In other words, he said, you have to speak. There are times when you can't just look at people and say, look at my life. Look at my good deeds, look at my good religion, look at my behavior, and, and that's it. No, you have to have a, a, a commensurate life, a life that matches your, your lofty profession, but there comes a time, and I think the time is now. When we talk to people and we, we talk about Jesus, we open up our mouths and we share the gospel with people who want to know. So we were in South Africa last uh, week, had a beautiful wedding, our niece Hayden and Avron, a beautiful wedding, praise the Lord. So blessed that we were able to go and so blessed that we were able to get home in Amsterdam. If we had been 30 minutes later, that lady had said that you would be closed off. You could not get back to America. Oh my word, I'm so glad that we made it there and we made it back. While we're in uh, South Africa, man, we got an Uber driver everywhere we went. I had so many good conversations with Uber drivers. It was so fun. And one of them, his name is Tanashi Rodney. And so he picked us up from Table Mountain. If you're ever in Cape Town, South Africa, please go to Table Mountain. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's beautiful. And so we're driving through the city and I begin to talk to this man named Tanashi. 
And he began to open up and just share about his life. He told me that him and his wife, their two day old daughter had died. And it just broke my heart. I, I just remember looking at him saying, man, I'm so sorry. I, I have no idea what that must've felt like. I have not lost children, but I'm so sorry. And I said, but you know, Tanasi, I have found that as a pastor, especially that whenever tragedy happens to people, one of two things will happen. They will either become very angry and bitter toward God and live a life of bitterness and hurt and pain, or they will turn to God. And he looked at me and he says, you know, pastor, that's a, that's a good point. And I said, well, tell me about, tell me about your relationship with the Lord. He said, well, I love to pray. He said, I, I enjoy praying. And I said, well, that's, that's wonderful. And I said, um, well, tell, tell me a little bit more. And he said, well, I, I love the Bible. He says, in fact, I love to read. I thought, my land, am I talking to this uh, eunuch or what? Am I talking to this Ethiopian eunuch? This guy's already told me he's not bitter toward God what happened to him. He loves to pray. He even loves the Bible. And I said, well, has there ever been a time where you've given your life to Christ and prayed to receive Christ? And he's like, well, you know, I, I do like to pray. And I said, hey, you want to do that right now? And now, by the way, let me, let me just tell you, we have stopped the car, okay? I don't want to fearful that brother Danny's witnessing to the Uber driver and he's driving and looking at me. No, the car has stopped and my family's in the, in the back and they're watching as I'm sharing the gospel. And sure enough, he said, yes. He said, I'd like to give my life to Christ. And so I think we have this queued up. And so maybe y'all can help me in the back. Do we have this, Debbie? Can you tell me if we have this video that we can show people where I just lead him to the Lord? Not sure yet. Well, if they get it, they can wave at me and we'll show it to you. It was a beautiful thing. He prays to receive Christ right there in his car. Okay, just trust me. It was awesome. It was amazing. In fact, I didn't know they were taping it behind me. My son Leighton was taping it as I was sharing the gospel with him. Listen, here comes a time. You, you might be surprised how amazing the opportunity is gonna come for you in this season of life for you to verbally give a witness, a testimony for Jesus Christ, and you'll be amazed at how receptive people are to receiving uh, the Lord. So verse 35, he began at this very place in the book of Isaiah, and he began to preach Jesus unto uh, this, this man of authority, this man who uh, really, if you look at it this way, was probably the financial secretary of the entire nation of Ethiopia. And before I forget, let me just say this to you. This man, this eunuch who prays to receive Christ, Irenaeus is a third century early church father. He traces it back to this, this man goes to Ethiopia and preaches the gospel. He establishes the gospel mm, mm, on the continent of Africa. And that's where I just was, witnessing in Africa. This is the guy who planted the gospel flag, the gospel seed on the continent of Africa. And it was because Philip ran to him, shared the gospel with him. The man prayed to receive Christ. He goes to his home country and he preaches the gospel. Mm, mm, mm. Let, me, let me just tell you something. You never know. You never know what one small act of obedience will bring to the kingdom of God. It'll bring great joy and favor to you and it will bring the gospel to many. I don't know how many people Tanashi is going to share the gospel with now 
that he has received, received the Lord. <clears throat> Verse 35, Philip preaches to the Ethiopian man. And by the way, the word preach there, you might have guessed this. It is the word uangalitso. It is the word where we get evangelism. So the central figure here, the wonderful Savior, is Jesus. Philip's just an ambassador. He's just a mouthpiece. He is someone who loves Christ and he's sharing Christ. And that's what happens when you and I love the Lord. We can't help but share with others. I was talking to one of our small business owners here in our church this week, talked to him on the phone, and he was telling me about the people he's been sharing the gospel with. And he was about to cry on the phone telling me, says, Pastor, I gotta tell you about my ones. I gotta tell you about the people that God is leading. Isn't that amazing? In the midst of the economic downturn, in the midst of the precarious nature of all that's going on, this guy is doing what Philip did, and it's what you and I should be doing, and that's talking to other people about Jesus. Here's the deal. I've never seen people so receptive to the gospel during these times, these very difficult times. Verse 36, so they went down the road. Don't you love that? They went down the road, and as they're going down the road in their not their Uber car, but in their chariot. Here you have Philip who is talking to this man and this man, he wants to be baptized. And that's a beautiful thing. He prays to receive Christ and he knows as a, as a proselyte, as a convert to Judaism, they were baptized. And so that was not a stretch at all for him to follow Jesus in believer's baptism, if you will. And that's precisely uh, what, what he does. I love verse 37, don't you? It says, Philip said, well, you can be baptized if you believe with all of your heart. And he answered and he said, well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Hallelujah. Do you? Do you? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Has there ever been a time in your life where you just stopped everything that you were doing and called upon the name of the Lord for salvation. If not, do it now. Do it right now. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what this next hour holds, but we do know who holds it all. And he, he loves you. He died for you. He invites you. He says, trust in me, believe on me with all of your heart and you will be saved. Do it now. And when you do, get your phone, text that number and just type the word life. Or if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're watching on Facebook, you can just put unashamedly, you can just type in the word L-I-F-E, put an exclamation point on it. That's telling us you believe, you're trusting Christ, Christ alone for your salvation. And you're receiving the spirit of God and you're, you're being born again. And man, we want to celebrate with you, lady. We want to say hallelujah, praise God for your decision to follow Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Verse 38, Philip baptizes the man. They go into the water and they come up out of the water. And that's a beautiful thing because that's what you do. Once you get saved, once you know Christ, your next step of obedience is to follow the Lord in baptism. Man, I can't wait till we can get back together and worship God as the body of Christ here at Great Hills. And if you've never been baptized and you wanna follow the Lord in believer's baptism, I'd love to baptize you. I'd love the privilege of seeing you publicly proclaim your faith in Christ just like this man did here. The video's available. Oh, you found it. Y'all wanna see it? 
I, can't, I couldn't hear you. Uh, on, as you're watching on, at home, do y'all want to hear? Okay, good, good. I heard you. I see those hands. I see you waving at me online there. All right, we're going we're to show it to you. This is me. I'm witnessing to Tanashi in South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa. Unbeknownst to me, my son, Leighton, and his wife, Danielle, and my wife, Ashley, are in the back seat. They're praying. They know what's going on in the front seat. And Leighton videotapes it for just a moment. We'll show it to you. Forgive me of my sins. And give me eternal life. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That is, I know it's really short. Isn't that cool though? You see the white-haired guy? That's me. The Bible says the silver-headed, the silver-haired head is a crown of glory <laughs> if it's found in the way of righteousness. So the white-haired guy was me. The African-American guy was Tanashi. He prays to receive Christ. Isn't that awesome? Well, I was talking about baptism. They got, well, he got baptized. He went into the water and it's a beautiful picture of dying to self, coming up out. The water doesn't save us, doesn't wash our sins away, but it is a beautiful testimony. It's a beautiful proclamation that you're not ashamed, that you've committed your life to Christ. You want the whole world to know it. And for the Ethiopian eunuch, there wasn't, I don't know how many people, I don't know how many people were in the chariot with him. I don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot of people on the road to Gaza, you know, out of Jerusalem into Ethiopia. But man, Philip is there. Probably a few other people are there. And this man just gives his life to Christ. He's baptized. And then watch what happens. Well, this is really cool. So when they come up out of the water, the Spirit of God takes Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. But then he went on his way rejoicing. Isn't that cool? The Spirit of God says, okay, Philip, you did what I asked you to do. Now we're going to put you somewhere else. And so the Ethiopian eunuch, he's not complaining. He's not, he's not offended. He's not irritated. He goes like, well, bye, man of God. See you later. Because now I know the Lord. And now I have a responsibility to go and tell my family, to go and tell my employees, to go and tell my country. And so that's what we see happening here in verse 39. And I love it. But verse 40 says, but now Philip was found at Azotus. And, and by the way, that's just a few miles north of Gaza on the way up the coastline, the Mediterranean coastline, the east coast there, which is actually the west coast of Israel. And so he's just going along the coastal plain, sharing the gospel all the way up to Caesarea. He preached. Oh, do you see that word? Hey, hey, do you see that word? Preached in verse 40. It's the word it's not the word caruso or laleo, it is the word uangalizo. It is the same word. It's this word evangelism, shared the gospel with not only the one man, the Ethiopian eunuch, not only all the people in Samaria, but now he's preaching along the coastal plain, making his way, being faithful to God, being obedient to God. Hallelujah. Man, what a guy. What a guy. Man, what a... What an example for us today, this guy, Philip. That's why I call this sermon Real Faith. You know, real, real, genuine, authentic faith. It's manifested in the way we live. Philip knew the Lord and he shared the Lord. So I mentioned earlier that life is, uh, if it's 100%, you know, 10%, what happens to you? 
and, and, and 90% of life is how you and I respond. And we are called to respond. And, you know, I was flying over to South Africa and, oh my word, I didn't know your, your rear end could become so numb. It's a phenomenon. I mean, it really is. And you're just sitting there for 30 hours on a plane. And if you've never done it, I, I really recommend that you, you do it. It's, it's really phenomenal. I mean, you're just, you're like numb. And you're just sitting there, you're like a zombie. And I'm watching these movies and TV shows and I'm falling asleep. But I watched this really good one called Brian Banks. Have you ever seen it? Brian Banks was all-star football player, high school in California. He was 16 years of age. He had offers to play football from every major university and college. And, and something tragic happened to him. He got falsely accused, something he did not do. And he was arrested, placed in prison as a 16-year-old and spent almost six years in prison. He got in fights. He was placed in solitary confinement. He was very angry. He was very bitter. He did not understand what in the world was happening to him. He's an African-American young man. He had so much talent, so much ability, falsely accused, placed in prison. And he's thinking for the rest of his life for committing a crime that he did not commit. And in, in, in my, my favorite scene in the movie, he's in solitary confinement and the man who's playing uh, what's Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman has a key role and he's kind of a mentor. He's someone that has reached out to young Brian Banks. And while he's in solitary confinement, he remembers a quote. He remembers something that Morgan Freeman had shared with him when he was in jail. And I jotted it down. It's a real simple quote but I want to make sure I get it right. Here it is. This is good. All you can control in life is how you respond to life. You with me? All you can control in life is how you respond to life. You can become bitter and jaded and angry, confused and worried and fearful and anxious. And you just feel your, your heart rate beating quicker, your blood pressure rising. You, and that's your, that's your choice. That is my choice. It's amazing, isn't it? God has not made us automatons. He's not made us robots. He's made us as human beings who have the capacity to know him and love him and serve him. And yet we have that choice to become bitter and angry. And Brian Banks, he chose not to do that. He chose to lift up his eyes. He chose to let other people help him. And you have the same choice as well. How will you choose? How will you and I respond, not only to this pandemic, you know, what is going on in the world today, but how will you and I respond to this message of the gospel? I really believe that of the thousands of people who are watching us right now through YouTube, through Facebook, through Twitter, and um, there's another one I just can't remember right now, but there's many platforms, social media platforms where people are, are watching us. Facebook, that's the fourth one. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is using me and this very, this very simple man with this very powerful book, the Word of God. And for the very first time, he is, he's got your attention. It's like all of our idols have been taken away. We, we don't have a whole lot of things, right? We, we have time, we have our family, 
And it's like God is drawing you to himself at this opportune time. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to pray with me. I want to lead you in a prayer that I led Tanashi in. And Tanashi, he prayed to receive Christ. And that's what I want to help you do. And so I'm serious. This is for real. You ready? Just bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're already a Christian, and I want you to just be praying for people that the thousands of people who are watching this and the multiplied hundreds of thousands, millions of people who are watching different pastors and different ministries and different sermons. So child of God, please pray, pray, pray. And now you, the seeker, the Ethiopian eunuch and the Uber driver, you know who you are, all right, you ready? You ready to give your life to Christ? Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray. You just pray after me, okay? Just say these words and you give your life to the Lord. Here we go. Say, dear God in heaven, thank you for loving me. God, I know I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Jesus Just say it. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you, that you died on the cross for me. You arose from the dead to pay the penalty for my sins. You arose from the dead to pay the penalty for my sins. Today, I receive you. Right now, I turn away from all of my sin and all those things that separate me from you. And by faith, I embrace you, Jesus, as my Savior and as my God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. Man, we're excited for you. Ma'am, sir, student, child, whoever you are that prayed to receive Christ. Now, here's what we need from you. We need you to let us know And there's a couple ways you can do that. Earlier, I said you can type in the word life. You can send a text. Here's the number, 512-361-5353. Did you get it? 512-361-5353. Okay, and that's personal. That goes to one of our pastors at Great Hills. Those pastors will receive that. They will be blessed and encouraged. They will reach out to you and how to help you grow or right there on YouTube or right there on Facebook, you can just type in the word life right right there for, for the whole world to see if you want to. And that way we'll look at it, we'll see it and we'll follow up with you and encourage you in your relationship with the Lord. Listen, these are exciting times. I know these are precarious times. These are crazy times, but these are also very exciting times. What a great day it is to give our lives to Jesus Christ and to live for him and to serve him. Last thing I want to say before I pray and wrap up, we're doing great, man. I can't believe it's before 12 o'clock. Let me just, let me just do this right here. I've never preached and be done before 12 o'clock. Miracles, friend, miracles. I know we only sang two songs, but still miracles. Miracles are happening today, right here, right now. But the last thing I do want to tell you before I pray and our band's going to come up, they're going to praise the Lord. They're going to sing you out. Uh, But the last thing I do want to say is God bless you. Hang in there. We love you. We are for you. There are opportunities for you to grow during these hard times. You can, um, man, you, you can witness, you can share your faith. 
you can support your church and your ministries financially. And so let me pray for you and band, y'all come on up and lead us out of here. Father, we love you, praise you. Thank you so much for the privilege of uh, preaching the gospel today. Lord, bragging on the wonderful Savior, Jesus. We're talking about the real, authentic, genuine faith. The faith, God, that Philip had. The faith that the eunuch had. The faith that Tanashi had. The faith that we have to trust in God no matter what. Lord, I'm not minimizing, certainly not mitigating what is going on in our world today. God, it's real. And Lord, there's a lot of unknowns. We, we really don't know. If this, thing, if this thing's going to continue to spread and take many more lives, we, we don't know. God, you know. But we're just crying out to you, God, for healing, for peace, protection. For those precious people, Lord, that are on the front lines, these doctors, these nurses, these healthcare providers, God bless them. Lord, thank you for them. Encourage them. Jesus, please protect them. Bless people, God. Give us wisdom, Lord, to wash our hands, to keep our distance, God, to do these simple things to do our part to help prevent the spread, Lord, of this virus. But God, more than anything, we don't give in, capitulate, to acquiesce, to fear, but God to faith, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So friend, thank you for watching us today. And I'm praying for you in Jesus' name that he would bless you even now. Amen and amen.